Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 365 on the Get Merry podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to be bringing you a brand new episode. Now, we've talked about self-acceptance a lot. I feel like it is an ongoing theme in our podcast, within Marybody, obviously, and our own personal journeys. I think that this topic that we're tackling today is a question that comes up like when you especially start with the idea of self-acceptance. And I also think uh, it comes up a lot with people who maybe are perfectionists, uh, type A personalities, you know, people who have had a history of striving, you know, to achieve high mm. achievements uh, <laughs> or and people who are really attached to end goals. Because I think if you're not like this, maybe the, the question doesn't really rise. Mm. But what is the question? Yeah, what, well, what is the topic? The topic, I mean? the topic that we're tackling is this idea of self-acceptance, but the dance of, you know, self-acceptance between striving and having ambition like how do we have both without the suffering when Mm. we move to that ambition into that kind of striving zone because it really is easy I think from a type a personality kind of person which is me I think it's really easy that when you kind of fall back into that striving and that ambition and that I've got to get this and when you don't get it like to practice self-acceptance is actually really hard. Uh, and I think as well it's like also remembering that when you decide to be more self-accepting, that doesn't mean you kind of stop striving. Mm. Like you can do both. And although in the, you know in some way they seem like complete opposites really because they are, but you can do both. I believe anyway, uh, because I don't think self-acceptance is complacency. Like self-acceptance, self-acceptance is not not striving. Mm. I don't believe it's laziness. It's not complacency. Uh, I think that's a mistake. Self-acceptance is not those things. Yeah, I feel like, and I think this is, you know, this is a, a lot of um, – this is probably the message that we share most is like it's like having self-acceptance but also trying your best yes so yes but then not beating yourself up when you feel like you fall short or like you didn't achieve your goal it's like no there's no need to like you know in your heart you tried your best and you accept that and you know you put your best foot forward or you know the situation changed and you had to you know change your course change your direction and this impacted the end result um Absolutely, self-acceptance is like the most amazing thing because it reduces so much suffering and self-judgment and judgment of others as well. 
It's like a weight off your shoulders. But it's not a reason to stop trying. It's not a reason to stop striving. And I mean, your level of striving is different to my level and Carla's level. Like we all have different ambitions and, you know, goals and wants in lives uh, and also different environments that we're in as well. So obviously this all impacts your, your goals and what you're striving for. But I think it's a great idea and acknowledgement to recognize that you can be both. You can be striving for amazing things and have great ambition, but you can still be self-accepting. You don't need one or the other. Do you think that maybe like this idea is, it comes up because like we have these expectations of ourselves for it to turn out a certain way, but also the expectations might come from like seeing someone else do it. Like, it's like we it's like a comparison kind of thing. Because mm. if we didn't have like an expectation of how it was going to turn out, mm. like we wouldn't then not accept the outcome. Yeah, so like true. if we release the expectation and the attachment to the outcome, then we could still strive for the joy of the work. I think that's a big thing too. Mm. You know, mm. making sure that the striving isn't someone else's goal. Like do I actually want this thing? Yeah. If we let go of all of that, then maybe self-acceptance and striving would mesh better together. Yeah. I think like that was a big thing that helped us, wasn't it? From the Bhagavad Gita, it was the the fruits thing. I know we've talked about it so much. You know that quote? Mm. The fruits quote. The fruits quote. Yeah. So it's the idea that we show up and we do the action. So whatever it is that we're doing, whether it's Pilates on your mat, yoga on your mat, whether it's your business, whether it's going for a job whatever it might be so we just show up and we do the work for the sake of the work for the action itself we don't do it with the idea of getting something in return Mm. Mm. so we release the fruits and so this is the idea again of surrender and like this is i just find it always so fascinating how all of these practices mesh so well together and i think that you know talking about them often really helps to solidify the new mindset because I don't think we live in a world with this mindset naturally like I didn't grow up with this mindset I mean like unless your parents are uh meditators yogis (laughs) like lucky you you probably grew up with this maybe you're like you hate it then uh and maybe you're coming full circle back around to it uh but we didn't certainly didn't grow up with this kind of message of like like don't be attached to the goal. Like we were very goal orientated, mm. I think. Well, I think we got that from school. School, yeah. And like even what we studied, you know, like post year twelve, yeah, it was very much like organization and setting goals and reaching objectives and like making sure you get that KPI. Yeah. Like it yeah, was very yeah, yeah. much like if you don't get this, you have not achieved your role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we so took we, that into real life. Like we do live with this kind of messaging all around us. So it's important to to reflect on these often. And I think even just to recognize this idea, because for me, it was like a shift, complete shift. And it was hard to kind of change my mindset around it. I was like, what do you like? We've talked about this so many times. What do you mean? Don't focus on the end result. Don't focus on the goal. Like that sounds stupid. That's like goes against everything I've learned. And it was very like, no, but then you kind of understand. And I guess maybe as you get older and as you start realizing that, oh yeah, like it's not the big things in life. It is like 
the day-to-day stuff that really adds up to the life. You know, we don't remember our lives with our two-week holidays, if that's what you're counting down to, like the work leading up to that point. It's not about that. It's about the every day, the every moment, the regular moments, the ordinary moments. And if we make sure that those moments and that progress to wherever we're going is good or is, you know, enjoyable and it's worth the work, like if you're, if you're doing this work and you're feeling fulfillment and like joy and whatever you want to feel from it and recognizing that that's the fruit, <laughs> maybe that's the fruit, not the end result, I think then that's a great life that you're creating right then and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. The fruit is the – It's. I like this idea. That's the fruit. That's that, the great. Like, you know, if people, it's yeah. like instead of it being like a juicy one little like big peach at the end, it's like juicy, <laughs> sweet grapes along the way. Well, I just think like, <laughs> like when you really think about it, like we take so much for granted for, from our regular lives, mm-hmm. right? Like – well, it's a lot of just the doing. But it, but it's like then something really bad might happen and then you're like, oh. That was the good bit. Yeah. So I think if we can realise before, and maybe this is stoicism, isn't it? Like where you're like or where you think about worst case scenarios and then you're like, wow, like I'm so grateful right now. Get out of this funky mood. Mm. Like I do that all the time, like when I'm getting irritated by things and it's like, well, imagine if this happened. Like that could happen something really bad yeah Yeah. and like and then you always think like yeah because if you've had like i don't know maybe we've had a fight and Hmm. then you'll be like in your mind oh imagine if that was the last conversation we ever had and then you'd be sad about that oh my god you'd be devastated but that's the thing i think we can go through life thinking that like you forget that this is not forever you forget that we are not in fact infinite within this body potentially we may be infinite who knows what happens after of course we are um (laughs) but you know infinite beings yeah well who knows but in this time this day this um body this Mm. this version this human experience does not last forever yeah i watched that movie where the crawdads sing god that ending is so sad and like her idea of like where she goes like you'll find me like in nature you'll find me here you'll find me where the crawdads sing and it was just like and like that was so beautiful because like obviously her life was so intertwined with nature yeah and then like that's what she said at the end and I feel like that's kind of it was a it, sad ending but it was happy because they were together oh, of course, so long no, it was so beautiful yeah. but like it was still like it was very it wasn't sad it was more moving yeah it was very like emotional and and I think honest because yeah it's like we return to the earth who did um I was talking to Irene who's Damiano's sister uh and she was talking about a quote she heard <laughs> I can't remember where she heard the quote but she was like, it moved her. So she was telling me about it. And it was about death, death, sorry, death, not death, death. And it was like, life separates us, death unites us. And I was like, wow, like, that's pretty like, whoa. And it's true, like, when someone dies, they are forever in you, united in mm-hmm. you. And I was like, oh, that's like moving. That's so true. And that's similar like the book that I'm up to book four of the oh my, God, my brilliant it's friend. Devastating, oh, my God. It? So, so sad. sad. I don't want to ruin anything for anyone who's reading it. But 
that idea comes up, you know, when something is lost, then they yeah. become a part of you. Yeah. And or like <laughs> you take on uh, something that might remind you of yeah. that person. Like Lanu with the mother's limp, that kind of thing. Yeah. So like I, I find that that's quite similar, what that oh, quote was yeah. meaning. It's just like you can really forget the magic of life if you get carried away by these end goals and you get so obsessed with material things. Mm. Like this is why we need to talk about this stuff. This is why we need to meditate on these things because – Otherwise, you become ungrateful for this stuff and then you realize before it's too late, you know, like you get to the point where you you're don't like, realize. I mean, you don't realize, sorry. You're like, oh, I should have really made more time for this mm. or this person or doing more of what I loved because we don't know what the future holds when you're well and when you're healthy, uh, you know, it feels like that will be forever. But it's simply not true for the people you love as well. Like this is what's important. Like remember that it's not just you. It's everyone you love. This Something happens. So like instead of getting so caught up in our work, in our end goals, in, in, the, in the forever striving, instead of doing that, how about we be grateful and make time for the people and the things we love? And this is why self-acceptance helps because – you know, when you're full on striving for excellence and ambition, usually it's like, boom, work, work, work. Oh, I didn't make it. Bad mood. Mm. Didn't make it. Now everyone's going to experience my bad mood. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to make an effort. I need to work more. And then you forget what life is actually for. And I mean, like, we're so lucky to have the time and space to even think about this because many people in the world don't have the time and space to even consider this. They're just living day by day or, like, you know, in terrible hardship and not just, like, like that could be anywhere but, you know, in places in particular going through really difficult times. It's important that we remember this and this is why the dance between self-acceptance and striving for excellence is really important because it leads to a more happier, joyful life, I think, and one where you are more considerate with your actions, more thoughtful, more mindful. You make time for the people you love and maybe you live without regret or with less regret, less regret. Mm. It's a good one. <laughs> I think it's a good one to just always have in the back of your mind. Mm. You know, when you – because I think this is the idea. Like this is why we say it's a dance because you're not always going to remember. It's like – No. And then you remember. So it's always a remembering. So it's okay. Coming back. It's like it's okay if you find yourself falling into that striving, ambition, oops, I did it. And then we realize, oh, hang on a minute, what truly matters and then I think the more that you practice, the less that that happens. Like I would say like that we have in our business journey, there was so much at the beginning was like goal orientated. Yeah. So much. And like so much of our worth was linked to our self-worth was linked to like getting a result. But let's also think you hadn't done your yoga teacher training. No, we weren't. I mean. We weren't doing yoga. We weren't meditating yeah. and we were – 22 and 24 yeah. like we were very young or whatever age 25 23 yeah. so then like when, we were super young as yeah well. and we were surrounded by people who were very business oriented yeah. as well so then when i did my yoga teacher training like that was really when everything shifted this was where the 
questioning all really started to begin. Yeah, this was when you learned about detachment and, I remember, and you came yeah, home. I, came I can home. picture it in our and old we apartment. We on the couch. We just looked at our old apartment because I, we just saw it uh, sold. Yeah. And I remember sitting on the couch and, like, we were – I was debriefing. I think we debriefed, like, after every, day. every weekend. Because like, well, remember I was, like, depressed yeah. with the breakup. I, was, <laughs> I had all my notes and I would, I would be like, okay, this is what I learned today. Yeah. And I remember being – I remember asking so many questions about detachment, like during the course, I must've been like that annoying student, like, but what about this? And what about that? And blah, blah, blah. Now it's not annoying. I feel like I helped lots of people get to know detachment a lot better, but I brought it home and I was like, Emma, this is, this is wild. What, it was just, I just think like, you know, when something, you know, when you have, you're so firm in your beliefs. Like you, you're so firm that this is true, that this is right. And then someone questions that belief and then you realize, oh, it's like, a wow, it's, it's like, wow. And it can be really hard and confronting, but I think, I think it's an amazing place to be where, you know, you're so open to different ideas. And I think as well, like, it's really important that we can see different perspectives and realize, oh, yeah, like this, there's many truths, really. <laughs> uh, but like to have that big like, oh, actually our old belief, <laughs> bum, bum. that's not a good belief. Yeah. I mean, it, it. it's not – it's almost like we were believing in something that wasn't actually something to be believed in. Like what we were believing in was just a technique in order to make something from nothing. Like – it, it's just a, it was it was more like a template that we were like this is the only way to do things mm, mm. like if we follow step one step two then we will get to mm. z and that we were just so stuck on that yeah it's so interesting mm. i love this topic i love this uh idea of being able to be self-accepting but also striving for excellence and realizing that it really does help you make, you know, more of your time, uh, make sure that you give people the time that they deserve, that you want to give them as well, mm. you know. Makes you be more grateful. It makes you more, yeah, that's so true. It makes you more generous as well because you're not as, um, you're not, because you're not as attached to like getting something for yourself. Yeah, true. You think, hang on a minute, like this person needs help. Like, yeah, true. Oh, like, I'll, I'll give, give time. I'll give you some time. Yeah. Like that's actually such a nice thing. Like when when you can give help, and then when you do give help, yeah. If you have, it always feels good. Yeah, if you have like a certain knowledge or something, and someone's struggling in that area, yeah. and then you can be like, oh, well, here's a template that I did, or here's this, or mm. let me read over that. Mm. I mean, we love doing that. Like I know that we love mm. when when we can help. I'm like, cool. I'm actually good at this, especially, especially <laughs> when they shine. and when it helps them, and when they do it, like that's even better. If you don't do it, that's annoying. But <laughs> yeah, if I give you help, you wait. Don't. Does that mean I'm attached to the help? Yes. Does that Oops. wait? Does that mean I'm attached <laughs> to your goals? Uh oh, uh -oh. <laughs> so it's a dance, guys. Remember, it's a dance. <laughs> it is, and I think always it's like strengths play with the weaknesses and weaknesses like it, it is that like <laughs> yeah. they've got a they do dance together and they they kind of have their moments and then 
they dim and then the other one has the moment and then that dims and then maybe it's together and yeah because maybe it's not that you live both at the same time maybe it's just you live a combination Mm. of both moments of both making sure you do both throughout the day throughout the moments i think something that really helped us and this will just because i think this is like an actionable thing with goals especially like we started to do like a high low goal yeah like you know like instead of and i mean we do this with our merry body members as well with classes Mm -hmm. but instead of being so specific on on being like we're gonna get 200 xyz we were like well maybe between 50 and 200 would be great (laughs) i like how massive and high (laughs) how low (laughs) however um and i think that it's still again it allows room for the strive but if we hit that low point it still means that we're awesome and it just means way And you suffering. won't ruin your day or like you won't beat yourself up about it because what's the bloody point anyway exactly. when then, nothing is guaranteed anyway? And then you're going to have another idea anyway. If that one didn't go to plan, it's just course correction. It's just, all right, not what I thought was going to happen. That's but okay. I, but I learnt now this. So true. And mm. then that is a life of less, less suffering. It sure is. All right, if you enjoyed this <laughs> Let us know. It's a bit of a riff. Yes. <laughs> you can message us on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere really. I think all of our DMs are now open. Yes. So get in touch. We would love to hear from you. Otherwise, we'll be back in your ears next week with a brand new episode on the Get Married Podcast. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.